Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being with us here today. I really appreciate you. I know that your time is busy. I know there's so many things you could choose to do and I really respect your time and that you chose to spend it this way. Thanks so much for being here with us. I'm really grateful for you. I hope that something amazing has happened for you today. And if it hasn't yet, then maybe even this podcast will give you some insights, some hope, some ideas that will help the rest of today be amazing. Sometimes we don't have control over that, you know what I mean? Some days we just get that call from that person or, you know, whatever it might be. And, uh, you know, it's real easy to allow that to control our day. But I would encourage you for just a second here, take a moment, take a deep breath. Yeah, that's it. There we go. Now exhale out. All that was. You see, even a minute ago is the past. We can't do anything about it now, so let's move on, right? Let's decide together that today is going to be an amazing day. Now, for some of us, some of us today has actually been a really great day. That breath, that inhaling, still good to stop for just a minute and rejoice to celebrate how great today is. Be glad that you're having a good day today. Think of the days that you've had when you haven't had a good day. Know what I mean? We've all been there too, haven't we? Oh my gosh, haven't we? So I just really wanted to take a minute for all of us to reset, to count our blessings, and to look forward for what the future, even the future of one second from now, the possibilities that that future is going to bring. It's so exciting when we think about it. There's so many opportunities available to us. Now we get the chance to be able to take advantage of those opportunities. We can grab a hold of it and we can squeeze all the juice out of now. I mean, a lot of times you've heard me talk about take advantage of while it's called today, but I think sometimes we need to break it down even smaller than that. We're always trying to help you bring it down even a little bit smaller. What about, you know, can we bring it down just a little bit smaller? And one of those smallers is can now be a good moment. Regardless of what then was, can now be a good moment. Is it even possible? I mean, there are times maybe when it isn't, but for most of us, in most cases, when we take that breath, 
when we just breathe, we can reset. We can press pause on the negative and play on the powerful. You've heard both Tia and Matt talk about that as well as others. Sometimes that's all we can do. We can't stop the negative. We don't have the ability to go beyond ourselves. But we do have the ability to control ourself, our thinking, what we're doing in life. And I hope that regardless of whether the most amazing day and you're in rejoicing now, or you took that deep breath and you've reset now, that we can really together take advantage of now. You know, taking advantage of while it's called today, but really seizing now. That's awesome. I love it. So today we want to talk about something, you know, business, especially business online, is a reality of our lives. I remember, you know, I've been in internet space for a really long time. Part of that because I'm old and, uh, you know, part of it just because I was in internet literally before the internet was called the internet. Um, I just, I saw it from the very beginning. I had a, um, I don't want to go so far as to say a vision, but, you know, I, I knew that I knew that this was going to be big. And it, who now today would say, well, you know, the internet. Have you ever heard anybody say that? It's like, well, I don't know that this internet thing's going to last, right? Have you ever heard that one? One of our author, one of our interviews today is actually going to talk a little bit about that in their story, too. And uh, I remember back in the day, um, you know, there were so many predictions. Newspapers were predicting that no one would ever get their news online, that they would always want their local newspaper. Conversely, online newspapers were predicting that very soon there would be no such thing as a print newspaper. Why would anybody ever purchase an actual newspaper in print? Um, and the argument went back and forth. Um, and there were just so many people who were like, well, I don't know that this internet thing's for real. Now, of course, we know... It's now 2020, and we know the Internet's not going anywhere. It is a powerful tool. It's a great way for you to make friends, to have a friend on the other side of the planet and be just as close with them, you know, to video conference with them, to speak with them, to talk, to know them. Sometimes we know a person who lives on the other side of the world the other side of our country, whatever, we know them better than uh, you know than we know the person that lives next door. My good friend Cece and I were talking a couple of weeks ago, and we both put in the agreement that um, you know we don't have a lot of local friends, uh, and that's okay. It's not a matter of either of us being standoffish or anything like that. It's just simple, you know. The really great friends that we have happen to live someplace else. And Cece was saying, she goes, you know, I don't think I even have a friend that lives in my same time zone. <laughs> you know, many of us are in that space these days. We find ourselves up in the middle of the night talking to somebody that we just feel a connection with in Australia or, you know, wherever it might be. The internet, I think we can safely say, is here to stay. And as business people, 
most of us have embraced some part or all of our business being in internet space. Um, you know, for those of you who haven't yet, for whatever reason, maybe because you're a very solid and stable uh, brick and mortar store, maybe because uh, you know you do things that really require or seem to require an in-person contact. Like for example, if you were a Uber driver, you know, you need to get pers a person from point A to point B, you probably aren't gonna be able to do that outside of a set range. There's only so far that it makes sense to drive all the way to that person's house or whatever and then go over. And so there are some things that can be somewhat localized. And yet even in those incidences, there are so many opportunities to maximize what's going on by using the internet. I'll even continue on with the example of the Uber driver. Um, a lot of Uber drivers will make really good use of social media. They will friend the people. And, and now these are the ones that are thinking and have some forethought into the building of their Uber business to, to friend the people that you know enjoyed the ride with you and gave you a good review and uh, have them on your social media and then in those times when you know business is slow because some of those services you can actually request a specific person you can send out a tweet um, I've seen food trucks do it so well lately where you know they go someplace and they're parked so it's not exactly like their business model is, I'm just gonna run around and run food to people's houses all day like a delivery driver does. Um, but they will go online and they will tweet or they will do a Facebook post or whatever and, and say, hey, we're doing such and such and we've got this really special thing. Or maybe we even have you know, a special event that's happening today or did you know that we're going to be at the you know, whatever, such and such event this weekend. And, uh, you know, we'd really love to have you stop by the truck while you're at the event. And they can kind of cross-promote the event. Um, there are so many of those kind of things that are possible. The internet is such a great space. It's also a great space for invention or inventiveness to up-level something or to come up with something that nobody else has ever done. I don't think there's necessarily any space that I can think of that there's just no more room for innovation. I was just thinking of a Shark Tank episode that I saw not that long ago where the guys that were on there had literally invented a new wheel. The wheel was specifically designed for skateboards and uh, you know I don't know enough about the product to give you a plug for it or whatever, but rather than just being the typical round wheel that you would think of when you think of the wheel it was shaped differently and and worked differently and it was interesting even in something as basic and simple as the wheel which has been around for thousands and thousands of years that there's still innovations possible um, you know sometimes you'll in, you'll invent or innovate something and you know the market isn't really looking for that and that's okay too but sometimes that better mousetrap is exactly what the world has needed. I mean, if you need it, then, and it's not available, 
then maybe you should invent it. Maybe you should get together with somebody. Maybe you should share the idea with somebody who can produce it. I don't know what the out, you know, what the concept might look like, but one thing is for sure, and that's that. Then the internet gives you the access to literally the entire world as potentially your marketplace. Doesn't matter whether you're a coach, an author, a speaker, an inventor. You have a brick and mortar store. You sell life insurance. Whatever that might be. There are so many ways that the internet can be so helpful, so useful for you, and can up-level what you're doing so that, of course, you can live as a thriving entrepreneur, right? Because that's what we all want. We have our business. We want it to succeed. You know, it's like our, it's like our other child, and we work, and we sweat, and we give our all to it, just like we did with our family and our children. And we want to see it grow up and be empowering and effective and powerful. We can do that. And this wonderful medium that you're probably listening to me on, the internet, is a great opportunity for you to share that baby with the world. To let the whole world know, hey, here's this thing that I created. I want to share it with you. I want you to really have whatever in your life because of this thing that I've built. I really do hope that you do have an internet play. If you don't, I've got a couple of guests today that are going to both share what they do in internet space as well as some ideas that might help you be more innovative, might even allow you to up-level what you're doing in a new exciting and powerful way. So are we ready to take the journey today as we all strive together to live as thriving entrepreneurs? Don't go away. We'll be right back. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because... It serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us today here on Thriving Entrepreneur as we work together, as we embrace the internet for all it could possibly do and look at some ways that we can market what we're doing, we can innovate our ideas, and we can really be powerful in what we do. So first up, we want to talk about 
digital marketing, about what's possible out there that you can do in internet space to advance your mission, your message out into the world so that you can show up powerful as exactly the person that you are. Join me in welcoming Andrew Faradani. How are you today, Andrew? Uh, very well, Steve. Thank you very much. Great. So tell us all a little bit about who you are and how you show up in the world. Sure. Um, thanks, first of all, for having me on the show. It's greatly appreciated. Um, uh, I myself, I come from the background of um, heavily infused into the digital ad space, um, going back around about starting in 2003, four. Um, so you can say I've got a minimum of 15 years of history in this. The funny thing is I, I, when I went through schooling, I, I didn't go through and um, actually going to become the digital advertising uh, segment that I, that I love and thrive in right now. I went through the schooling process to uh, work in the physiotherapy clinics across um, Canada, which is where I'm from, Toronto, Canada. And funny enough, a friend of mine that was a um, uh, very intelligent kid, he went to MIT, got headed by Cisco Systems, and then a small little company back then called Google hired him. And then in the beginning of 2000, he was, um, he was in charge with a huge group of, of technicians and engineers to come up with the, the ad platform. And he mentioned to me a long time ago that, you know, if you do anything in the business world in the future, just align yourself with this company. They're, they know what they're doing. They've got their, their ducks in a row. And I think it's, you know, it's, it's going to be a huge thing in the future, although people might think it's a bit of a fad right now with this internet marketing and this whole digital ad space, it will be the norm in the future. So long story short, I, uh, a friend of mine in, in Manchester in England um, invited me to go down to Europe to um, invest and build a, a web conferencing company. And you have to imagine like in the beginning, Steve, the web conferencing world was very much so um, like a gray area where it was really cool technology uh, to see people across the ocean, be able to see them, speak to them, share your desktop. It was a big, big thing back then. So it flew very quickly, we became very profitable and we launched into 15 European cities. And it was the right time for us to exit because we were charging, let's say $300 for the competitors were coming in for like a third of the price. So we knew the time was you know, well spent and we garnered a lot of um, excitement and a lot of client base from it. And we sold the technology to that company. And funny enough, I realized um, back then that, you know, if I've grown my business via the digital ad space world where I acquired customers, online and we did pretty well in, in doing so why don't i help other companies do the exact same thing so there was the birth of a uh my next plan was to help as many small to medium to large businesses succeed in the in the digital world um to exactly what i've done with my business and you know it, a lot of different verticals and niches that you can look at but ultimately is to do with providing that level of knowledge and expertise to that newbie customer that you know, can get them success so um, that was in 2004-05, um, and we launched it in a very big way in 2008, and then I came back to Canada to really, um, basically to do the exact same thing in Europe that we did um, in a very short space of time in Canada. And in the Canadian environment, um, it wasn't as advanced in, in consumables of the digital ad space as was Europe, but very quickly, you know, a lot of um, uh, clients found us, and we helped them succeed in their, in their, in their own digital space. And then next thing you know, we're, you know, in US and Canada, helping a lot of SMBs to, to conquer this very convoluted uh, 
very, um, you know, uh, it's, it's a space whereby you need to know what you're doing. Otherwise, you'll be spending a lot of money and, and you know, seeing that go to waste. So we're, we're enthralled in, in helping all the SMBs across North America, get, getting them success, helping them out. And, you know, ultimately for us, it's about educating them. Once you educate um, and you understand the space, it's, it's very easy to be on the right side of that particular winning formula as opposed to the wrong side, which is not spending a lot of money not getting the results that you want. Video conferencing is such a cool space. And I do remember back in 2000 when it was um, very convoluted. I think that was a nice way that you put that. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. It was. I mean, it was a gray area. And, and, you know, it was incredible. I remember on a dial-up connection where I used to go on my computer um, in Europe and be able to speak to my friends over in North America, Chicago, and LA, and Toronto, and to see their face and the audio sync with the visual video was just incredible. And then top it off, I could see their screen. I was like, oh my goodness, this is like Hocus Pocus magic material. So, you know, it was a very cool niche. It still is today, you know, um, dominated by a handful of very big companies, I might say. However, it is, you know, uh, savings of time and money in, transfer, in transporting yourself across the city or the country to get meetings done. So to this day, we still utilize it. Fortunately, I was there in the beginning and I experienced it as just not a, a consumer, but also a company that, that um, was really excited to participate in that space. And, and we just got out of it in the right time and before the big boys came into to the picture. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I saw now that Facebook actually even has a portal that they've created that you can just use your TV directly to be Exactly. The next version of that, and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> they're they're we're off to different. Uh, I mean, they're they're uh, Facebook is doing a lot of creative things, but you know, for them, they have the user base already. So just to add on additional products, which is a great idea for them, and you know, there's going to be a lot more people coming into this space. I'm sure. Um, uh, ultimately, the technology that they utilize and you know the the systems that they deploy will be the key differentiator in you know the mass adoption. So. Yeah, it's an exciting space, and uh, we were privy to it in the beginning, and now um, we're doing the whole marketing for these companies as opposed to being the provider of that service. So when it comes to marketing, you know, I mean, especially when you start talking about the internet back in the days of 2000 and dial-up and all of that, I know you've learned a lot of things and probably had a lot of bumps in the road, too. Um, what is maybe the biggest thing that you've learned that you could share with the audience that's really powerful when it comes to marketing your business? Yeah, it's a great question, Steve. So it's one I get asked actually not often, but it should be asked because I've been through the ups and downs. I've experienced uh, conversations with people a decade ago who said to me, you know, Andrew, this whole internet thing is a fad. Um, it's not a necessity. Uh, it's a, it, it, it'll, it will, won't be here for a long, long time. I'm, I'm convinced that you know, the paper route with the, the big yellow book that we circulate is the way to go. So I've been previous to this conversation many, many times. And, you know, back a decade plus ago when I was discussing with people, you know, as technology changes, the way people consume tech, uh, information um, it was going to change. And the way we, um, you know, uh, we uptake on services, buy products, how much informed are we when we buy something is going to change. So very quickly that became apparent or it became a necessity. It's not a luxury to be online anymore. It's a necessity where, you know, 85% of us, we, we, we research the living daylights out of things before we even step into a store or buy online, whether it's a service 
So we look at the person's rating, you know, how many reviews do they have? We, we check them out on different social platforms. Um, we do our due diligence. And in North America, we're very um, technology savvy and we very much so like to do our due diligence before purchasing a product and service. So I've been through the realms of, you know, it's going to be obscure in a year or two to what it is today, whereby, you know, you have to understand your market. You have to understand the rights and wrongs. And ultimately, where a lot of business owners go wrong is where they, they treat their digital space unlike their brick and mortar space. So if you've got like a very nice looking storefront, um, let's say you sell high-end jewelry as an example. I've seen up a lot of money and time into making it look pretty and, and presentable. They, business owners do not take that time and effort and energy in applying that same concept into your digital storefront, which is your website. So a lot of times you see incredible companies that when you look at their website, you know, their brother's uncle's nephew created it five years ago and we haven't got the passwords to update it. We don't know how to make anything work. It's just, you know, it's collecting dust in the cyberspace and, you know, we don't know what to do with it in the internet world. So the, 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 the fundamental basics of having a good campaign in any forms, whether it be geotargets, your backyard or, or city state or even country, it starts all starts with your website. And I think the fundamentals are make sure that it's um, the user experience of that site is very much so simplistic and to the point where you have enough content to engage the customer and videos to keep that customer on, on that site for a longer period of time. And, you know, the most important thing is the engagement to, to get a conversion, whether it be you want to, you know, um, have uh, people sign up for your newsletter, um, request a PDF of your product or service, or engaging in getting a, a contact us form. Any one of those avenues that you want to, to penetrate with, you have to have um, the right plan before you start. The website is fundamental as the basis of all your campaigns you're going to run. And I think if you, if you get that fundamental basics of getting that website created and you've got um, all the um, conversion metrics already implemented, you know, uh, people always ask me, what's the best color to go with? Like, what, what do people like the most? Well, you have your own brand guidelines. If you have logos that are in blue, purple, or, or any, any of those colors, you want to have a, a seamless transition between your storefront color schema and your website. But statistically, the color orange has proven to be the most highest successful call to action button color. Now, I'm not saying everybody change their color scheme to orange. It's just one of those, you know, if you look at all the, the colors in the rainbow and you look at all the spectrums, orange has had the most um, conversion in regards to uh, attracting the user. So, I mean, ultimately, the experience has come from, you know, people not believing into it and uh, to the point where we are today, which is necessity in business to get out there to be, to be seen, whether it be on social, whether it be on search. Um, mobile first, we always, you know, we harp on this. Maybe new customers that we see, you know, make sure your website is mobile optimized. So it's mobile first. And most of us nowadays, majority of us look on our mobile devices before we even get to the desktop. So in, in giving some pointers and hints would be to make it user-friendly, make it easy to navigate and make it easy to purchase. If you are having a hard time you know, navigating your site to get to the, let's say a shopping cart, if you're a commerce uh, platform, guess what your audience is doing? You know, they're even worse. They, the least resistance you have in, in getting a product to be checked out is what you should be doing. And, you know, ask your friends and family to, to test your to your, to your website, your platform to see what their experiences are and then do, you know, pilot projects of testing of, of beta testing and alpha testing the particular products that you have to see which one sells the best. 
And there's so many ways to go about it, but the fundamental basics I always say is have an updated site that you control, you can update the content, um, and you're sure that you know, you're seeing eye to eye with relevancy of content to your customer base. And then from there comes all the additional add-ons that you can always add. And again, we could talk for hours on how to make it right and how to make it you know, highly efficient and effective. But I think where it boils down to is if you have a storefront that matches your digital storefront and you have your best foot forward in that digital space and you, you, you create a program, an action plan, let's say, what am I going to do for the first 30 days, uh, three, three months after a quarter passes and you have a nice plan set forth, you're not, gonna, you're not going to hit out of the park in the first time. And I can, I'm gonna assure everybody of that. However, as repetitive testing happens, you'll find the right things to do, the wrong things to mitigate, and then you have a, a healthy plan of, of expanding your business, whether it be you're selling you know, um, products or, or, or going to a service-oriented um, uh, platform. Those are the basics I think that I would, I would definitely tell everyone, educate them on from that point on becomes a bit more advanced. Um, and then once you get to that stage, there's others that can help you. You know, you can reach out to your local providers that can help you with those additional advanced platforms. Um, you know, you can Google them and find out who they are and get their reviews. Do some background first before you engage with agencies because not all of them uh, do or say who they really, really are and they don't come through with their promises. And you just do your due diligence and find the right fit for you a local that you can, you know, see eye to eye with them engage. Um, it's a wonderful space. It's growing leaps and bounds. And, you know, in my opinion, it's just the beginning of what we're going to see in the next five to 10 years. Yeah, I used to advise people, you know, if you want to see if your, your site is user friendly, get your mom to see if she can go online, tell you what you do and order your product. Not sure that's as true anymore because a lot of moms are internet savvy now. <laughs> but uh, maybe you know, your grandmas are internet savvy even these days. But you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's great. I mean, you should have your peers, your friends, family. Let them test it out for you. It's free of charge. They'll give you their real, brutal, honest opinion. Tell them, listen, don't don't favor me. Don't 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 be too nice to the guy or gal, and just tell me the honest truth. And you know, um, if you do digital ads properly, you can do testing, you do A-B testing to find out what is the actual audience telling you. What pages do they like, do they dislike? So you can have two different landing pages, example, that you're testing and drive traffic to both pages and see which one does better. Tweak it as you go by. There's so many different ways to, to go about it, but the fundamentals are make sure you have a presentable, nice user experience website that can at least sell that widget. And then from there, everything else uh, will take it, will take it you know, its own stride. So Andrew, what kind of people um, are you looking for to work for, uh, to work with, and um, how could they engage with you? How could they take this conversation further? Um, yeah, so we are an agency across uh, North America. Our, our, our boots, like our feet on the ground, are, we are in Canada, and we're launching into the particular U.S. Um, cities. So we're, we have a lot of U.S. clients uh, because they find us online for our reputation, for our referrals, uh, through our through our word of mouth recommendation, we're existing customers. So for us, it's you know small to medium to large businesses. We don't we don't um, particularly have any verticals that we only concentrate in. We have 300 different verticals, over 3,000 clients that we service. Um, everything's done in house for us. We don't offshore anything of our services. So it's done by North Americans, uh, putting their sweat uh, into every single campaign. And you know, if any company wants to you know start out of the gates, I would recommend if you want to save some money. Make sure you have a sound foundation of a website to start with. 
um, whether it be going to your local provider or, you know, there's a lot of platforms out there. Uh, I'm not going to mention the names, but there's, you know, a handful of really good ones out there. You can start your footprint digitally, get that website done. Um, our company itself, we have a very weird name to our brand. Um, our brand was um, uh, came out of a, a consortium of different brands. So our actual company is called Breeze, like the wind, Breeze Max Web. Funny story behind that name will be very quick. Um, the holding company in, in Manchester was called Breeze, and we wanted to um, create a website, a company called Max Web, Maximize Your Web. Well, that domain wasn't available to us, so back then, um, we wanted to go with something that was completely different that, you know, would be like, what, what does this company do? So we came up with a company called Breeze Max Web. So that's our company. Uh, we're the only ones in the world with that weird name. Nobody else uh, has that, so you, you can sh be sure to find us through um, that particular uh, keyword search in Google. And again, we, we do a full review of every single customer. And I, I'm very open and blunt. If we cannot help you, we do not engage. If you're 80 percentile there, we'll give you free advice, you know, to, to help you on your journey. Um, but if we see that we can definitely help you out in your particular adventures, we, we will definitely engage and, and start the conversation. And for us, it's important to educate the, the user to make sure they understand what they're getting involved with before anything is done. So for me, it's, it's a level playing field for everyone. We give everybody a, a really good chance to succeed and we, we do our best to make sure that we're offering the best service that we possibly can. Well, Andrew, I appreciate the time you took with us today. Thanks for being here on the radio show. My pleasure, Steve. Thank you very much again for your time as well. I hope you picked up some great tips, some really good ideas that you will apply to marketing your company better, to getting your message out into the world. So again, then we can all thrive. Let's work together to all be thriving entrepreneurs. We'll be right back. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because... It serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur. We're going to jump right back into our next guest. A couple of really exciting guys who found themselves working in a business, working for a job, working for the man, if you will, and just really began to innovate, to create, to put their heads together and say, how can we make this work better? What would the world really be looking for? And now they've got some great stuff. And they're going to share with you some tips, some things that you can learn to up-level what you're doing or maybe even come up with something more. Are you ready for it? Let's jump right back into it. Join me in welcoming 
Trevor Cowley and Kale Goodman. Hey guys, glad to have you on the show here today. Happy to be here, man. We appreciate you having us on. Yeah, Steve, it's nice to it's nice to be a part of your program or your uh, your podcast, man. It's going to be fun yeah, today. Absolutely. So, first off, tell us just a little bit about who each of you is and how you show up in the world. Okay, cool. Do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Go for it, Kale. Uh, so this is Kale, and um, we are man. We're we're entrepreneurs. Um, we uh, we both we met each other clear back in like 2002. We both worked for the uh, a telemarketing company. You know, we were just you know really uh, young sales guys. Yeah, just yeah, young just sales guys. Yeah. And we we both come from kind of similar backgrounds. We both grew up, you know, like you know on on the lower you know income side of things, if you will, and uh, basically we you know high school dropouts just started working jobs and ended up meeting each other at a telemarketing company and from there you know we've just always stayed in contact and had you know a friendship and you know we've went about our our ways and then come back together but you know we uh we we've had multiple business ventures together we still have multiple business ventures together mm -hmm. we we both have just always been hard workers um and and always pushed for success and um, now we currently, we own our, our, uh, company easier accounting together. We have other multiple projects as well as Trevor and I started the real business owners, uh, podcast and Instagram page. And, you know, cause we're, we're starting to put other content out there into the, into the world as well so that we can help entrepreneurs based on our journey and what we went through all the mistakes we've had to, you know, learn from and, and, uh, some of the things that have worked for us and haven't worked for us and, you know, it's, it's, it's been really cool, man. I mean, a lot, there's a lot of people that are similar to our background that are like, man, you know, it's, in, they, they reach out to us and let us know it's inspiring that, you know, uh, guys that came from nothing like us and guys that are uneducated like us and just ended up starting in sales, were able to build some of the things we're able to build. And so that's been really rewarding for us. And um, I, I hope that we're viewed as, you know, people that, that, you know, can accomplish anything despite what your background is or your past choices and mistakes are and all that. So, um, that's, I mean, that's, that's a kind of a quick version. If you yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we, we co-own five businesses at this point together. So we're, we consider ourselves, I guess, serial entrepreneurs. Um, we try to take, uh, you know, a, a situation if we see a problem with something and we could fix the problem for ourselves. So we had a couple of businesses going at one point and we had trouble finding, a good accounting solution for those businesses. We couldn't find a good CPA or an accountant that communicated well or gave us on-time P&Ls. And after jumping from accountant to accountant, we kind of look at each other and said, "Let's let's start easier accounting." And and uh, you know, we brought an accountant on to to work for us, and we started the marketing. And you know, here we are, a couple guys that aren't CPAs or accountants that own an accounting firm, um, as well as several other businesses, whether it's you know, small percentages. So for instance, in some cases we invest money and own half of the company, but the other person's doing the sweat equity side of it. So, um, you know, and, and at this point, like Kel said, we've got an Instagram page called Real Business Owners, as well as a Facebook page and a podcast called Real Business Owners. We, we started that about eight months ago. Um, we're grown up to uh, 63,000 followers on Instagram in that nine month period. Um, the podcast is starting to take off and do pretty well. So you know, we're uh, pleasantly surprised with how, um, how 
how fast it's growing and how, how much people are really gravitating towards the information based upon some of our wrongdoings and struggles in business. We've extracted those lessons and we try to, you know, give valuable information that we think other entrepreneurs can benefit from. So. So how do you guys define a quote unquote real business owner? Uh, just somebody out there really going through the, through the stuff, right? Like putting in the work and, and making the sacrifices and trying to, to, to build something great for their future, whether it's leaving a legacy or whether it's just, you know, providing a good income for their family. We understand the struggles of entrepreneurship. We know that there's long sacrifices periods where you, you won't get a paycheck in some cases for four or five months. In some cases, the first year or two just depending on the business venture that you get into. And so the reality was, is, is, you know, when we were in the thick of things and making all those sacrifices, in some cases you feel alone. In some cases you feel that you're the only one really going through that. And when you're in a, in a low place, you feel alone. You don't feel that, you know, there's a lot of people that understand what you're going through and what you're dealing with. But the reality is, is if you're a business owner, a real business owner, you, uh, that that's that's common is that everybody understands the struggle of uh, of making sacrifice and, and putting in the hard work for hopefully the potential upside which is not ultimately guaranteed right and one of the reasons why we called it real business owners is because on instagram or facebook there's all these people claiming that they're entrepreneurs or business owners and they sell their courses or this or that or whatever it is, but they don't necessarily even have the background. They make their money. Their business is selling courses and, and money-making opportunities. And so it's just, just the entrepreneur space as a whole is pretty tainted right now. And so we, that, we, we set up the Real Business Owners account and yeah. decided to really just give good, valuable information um, through the podcast and, and through Instagram and, and we get messages every day on how it's impacting people for the positive. Yeah, I was, that's what I was going to say is another, one of the biggest reasons we call it real business owners is because we're just being real with people about the, the shit that we've gone through. Um, and, uh, and the things that have worked for us and haven't. And, um, so, you know, where, no matter where someone's at in their entrepreneur, like experience it doesn't matter if they're just starting or they're five ten years in they just yeah. you know they need people to be kind of real with them and um so that that was kind of a big reason why we named it what we did is is you know we consider ourselves real business owners and, and we want to bring guests on our show that are real business owners that we know are going through you know uh, real struggles and real successes at the same time uh, to really share the truths of those things so that people do get that real information instead of all the fluff that we keep seeing out yeah. there you know the you know, the programs we see are just, I don't even know how they still, some of them still exist. You know, they try and paint this picture like people can sit on the couch and, you know, make a check while everyone else works for them. And it's like, that ain't ain't real. That ain't, it's not going to happen. So, so, so we, we highlight, we highlight struggle quite a bit in terms of the podcast because we don't want people to feel like that they are doing something wrong if they're year one in business and they're feeling like that they're struggling. That's kind of part of the process. There's going to be an uncomfortable phase that you're going to have to go through. And, and, and in some cases, again, there's no promise that you're going to pop out the other side to something greater, but there will be an uncomfortable phase for everybody. That's a fact. The success on the other side, that's not guaranteed. Only you know, a select amount of people will pop out and see success. But that, the main reason that is, is because 
most people quit or give up after six months, a year or two years of struggle. Maybe they don't put the full three to five years and, and, and they're not giving it enough time to show its true value. Right. And so we try to highlight those things to let them know that they're really probably not doing anything wrong. They just haven't been patient enough and given it enough time to show its true value. That's awesome. So you said 63,000 or so followers on Instagram in the last nine months. Mm-hmm. Um, share with us some of your secrets. How did you build that much of a following that quickly? I would tell people um, if they're trying to build a following um, on social media, they're going to have to invest. You cannot expect results, but not necessarily give uh, or invest into that. You can't go 70% or 80% and kind of go through the process of trying to build a following. You have to, you have to commit 100%. And the first part of commitment is hiring somebody that's a videographer. That's one of the first things that we did with no promise of any return or anything like that. We just took the leap of faith and and hired somebody in house that walks around with a camera and, and records us and, you know, he slices his, these videos up that we post on Instagram or, you know, makes these clips from the podcast that we post on Facebook or, or, or Instagram that, you know, motivates people, whether it's a one minute clip or two minute clip or whatever it is. And then, you know, we spend money on getting it out there. So we right now, I think we spend two to three thousand dollars a month is where we're at um, to grow the following and to get the message out there. And one of the reasons why we do it is the podcast, of course, when we start it, say, hey, this is brought to you by Easier Accounting, you know, uh, which is our accounting firm. So the idea is if we give great and valuable information and it's brought to them by Easier Accounting, by default, hopefully these people, when they think of somebody uh, in terms of accounting or bookkeeping, that they reach out to us. And um, so, so we're doing it as an investment to one, give free information, but secondly, we believe if you just give, 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 and you're actually really genuine about it, it it'll all come full circle and come back and, and it'll scratch your back at one point or another. So I think a lot of people too, man, they, they, uh, they, they go about things a little bit, a little bit uh, backwards, you know, like a lot of times they, they're like, Hey, they're trying to get these influencers or they're paying people to share their posts just to build their following. And, and we did that too with, uh, with our business page and it didn't really work out because the people that were following were just incentivized to follow on someone else's following. They didn't care who we were really. Um, and so, you know, like they were just incentivized like, Hey, follow these guys. And you know, so when you do those giveaways or you do like these influencers or whatever to try and boost your following, like you're not really capturing people that really care about your personal brand and what you're trying to do, or you're, you're just getting people to follow you. They aren't really uh, your target, you know, follower. You know, and so when we when we boost an ad or whatever or, or one of our clips, and we're not they're not actually an ad because we're not trying to sell anything. Yeah. It's just like, hey, this is who we are, and you know, we're posting one of our videos and then boosting it just to get it in front of more people. And we don't want just anybody and everybody to follow our page. We only want people that are business owners that can relate to our message that you know resonate with us to actually follow our page. And so you know, yeah, we boost we spend a little money boosting our our messages out there, but we know that the only people are going to follow us are the ones that resonate with us. You know, we're not, we're not trying to sell them anything. We're not giving them anything or paying some influencer to promote us or anything like that anymore. Like we've gone through some of that stuff and seen how like dead the audience is to us, you know, like they don't really interact. The engagement's not there because we're not, we weren't ever going after the right person. And so we went through some trial and error to figure that out. And uh, so I think that, 
if you're looking for like a little secret or something, it's just like, be, be real with who you are, be real with what you're doing and, you know, get people to watch, to, to watch that about you. But you know, only the ones that actually resonate with you are going to follow you mm -hmm. um, and, and actually engage with you. And so I wouldn't try and build your account with fake numbers, I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah. You know, try yeah. and build it with a real audience of people that resonate with you. So uh, that leads really well into what I was going to ask you next. Um, you know, you talk about getting real and, and sharing with people. What would you say is the biggest mistake that you've made in any of your businesses? Oh man, there's a lot of them. There's, we actually had an entire podcast that went over, you know, uh, failures and mistakes. Now, um, I, to be quite honest with you, I mean, we could talk about different, you know, mistakes in terms of money that, you know, that the, the big one that we talked about on our podcast that where we lost 225,000. But uh, I, I would say one of the biggest mistakes is not um, investing into ourselves sooner. Um, to be quite honest with you, because at this point we invest uh, 14,500 a month in terms of entrepreneurship groups, high powered entrepreneur groups to where we're learning from people that are worth hundreds of millions of dollars, because if that's where we want to be, our, our problems today are their yesterday's problems, right? And so if we surround ourselves with those type of people and we utilize the knowledge that they have, it can help expedite our process through this navigating this, this, this path to success, so to speak, right? And so we're heavily, heavily invested into self-improvement. And again, self-improvement, not necessarily business improvement, because we believe that if you improve upon yourself, you're a better individual that's operating the business. So by default, the business gets better. You should be investing into the mind of the individual that's operating the company, which is you. And I think a lot of people make the mistake of how can I invest more into my business, my business, why is my business not growing? Probably because the individual behind the business isn't growing. And we, we went through years and years of kind of the same level of income, mm -hmm. you know, $3 million, $4 million and kind of hit a plateau period for a, a, a long time. Yeah. And when we really started investing into us, and information, whether it was podcasts, whether it was books, whether it was entrepreneur groups, that's when we personally started leveling up and stretched our vision to the point to where our businesses ultimately benefited. Yeah. And, and I would say, honestly, too, it's opened our eyes up to some areas where we were making mistakes. You know, me and Trev, we came from this, these, you know, young you know, uh, dumb, uh, you know, inexperienced sales guys, you know? Yeah. And so when we started our first business ventures, it was all about like sell, 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 grab cash, you know, build up the revenue, build the revenue. And, and like, we weren't delivering our actual products and fulfillments and stuff that we created at a hundred percent. We didn't realize that at the time, but when we started developing ourselves and we looked at things, it's like, dude, we know we could do better here, 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 and here, right? Yeah. And so we've actually uh, tore our business models down to the bare bones and, and invested a lot more money into our fulfillment and creating a better experience for our customers. Because one thing that, you know, we can only sell, 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 sell for so long. 
But when we actually deliver products and services to our clients that are like a, a really level. great experience, well, guess what? Now our customers are out selling for us. Mm -hmm. We never had word of mouth marketing because we were all about grabbing the cash and selling and moving on to the next guy and uh, hoping that they benefited from our products, but you know, whatever. And uh, that was almost kind of like the last thing on our mind. Um, and so dude, we had to make a big, big shift, uh, you know, several years ago into like, doubling down on our fulfillment, fulfillment processes yeah. so that we could actually create repeat business and our repeat business customers talking to other, you know, potential customers and, and building that word of mouth. That's some of the best still to this day. I don't care how advanced technology gets and social media gets. If, if you're doing an, a 100, if you're giving your 100% effort to creating the best possible product or experience for your client, you're, you're going to get further ahead in the long run, even if it is slower starting in the beginning, mm -hmm. you know? So that, that you know, that's, that's something I would probably highlight for any entrepreneur that's in their first couple few years of business is like, especially if they're like us where they were just these hungry sales guys wanting to get a business off the ground and see revenue. It's yeah. like, take a step back, really look Invest. at what are you delivering to your customers and is it, what you would want as a customer and fix that first, then invest into more marketing and systems and sales processes uh, because you'll go a lot further in the long run. That was good. That is very good advice. I, like that. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Thanks. So um, define for me who would be the perfect customer that you would like to work with um, and how can they engage with you deeper? Uh, yeah, man. If you're talking about um, like our accounting business, we've, We've, um, you know, we've, we've kind of built our service to be very highly serviced, um, meaning like we don't, and a lot of people see, they don't see this in accounting firms because accounting firms, you know, they're, about, they're a lot more reactive versus proactive. And so if you're talking about our accounting business, we, we are very communicative with our customers. Um, we, we put a lot of effort into delivering on-time financials and P&Ls, and we put a lot of effort into um, you know, making sure we're going above and beyond for people. And so for us, an ideal customer is somebody that their business is getting to that, you know, high six or even seven figure level. And they're kind of like, man, should I hire somebody in house to come in and be my HR and do my payroll, do my books, you know, take care of these invoicing calls for me and this, that, and the other. Well, the ideal customer for us is that person, because if they're going to pay somebody 15, $20 an hour, which is about the going rate for a starting HR person, and then plus you're going to have the cost of like matching their social security and benefits if you offer any. If you add it up over the month, I mean, that's going to cost you $3,500 to $4,500 a month to have that type of person in-house if they're a 40-hour week employee. And so our ideal customer is somebody that's kind of at that phase in their business. And then they find us and they're like, wow, you can do this, 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 and this for me for $1,200 or $1,500 or $2,000 a month, you know, where we guys can take care of everything. You know, that's kind of like our ideal customer. Uh, but we do have some people that hit us up that are, you know, not quite to that point. They just need to handle their books and they can only afford 500 a month. And so we can, we can take people from kind of that level to somebody that's worth maybe, you know, eight figures or their business is doing eight figures and they're more like a two or $3,000 a month customer. Like we can handle almost any level of business, uh, but our ideal customer is somebody that's kind of at that point. Um, and then if, if, I don't know, if you're talking about our real business owners, we're just... Yeah, in terms of in terms of real business owners, I mean, like like we've said, we're not we haven't made any offers or anything, so we don't necessarily have customers. Yeah. Um, you know, if people want to connect with us and just get valuable information based upon our experience, I mean, this year alone we'll break over ten million dollars in revenue between our businesses. So it's not like we're just a couple of young guys that 
don't know what they're doing. You know, we've been through, you know, a lot of ups and downs over the last 10 years. And we've, we've, uh, we've kind of figured out, you know, how to build companies and build businesses and create systems and processes. Uh, and, and we speak about these things on our podcast and, and on our Instagram page and all this information is, is free. And we just hope individuals, you know, take that information and aren't just content consumers, but they take that content and they actually apply it and utilize it and see how valuable it can actually be once it's put into action. So the way to connect with us is, you know, you go to Instagram and follow us at real business owners, or you can go to Facebook and just look up real business owners. And if you're a podcaster, you can just look up on iTunes, Spotify, or, you know, uh, any major platform, just uh, real business owners podcast, and, and they should be able to connect with us. Well, Trevor and Kale, I've really appreciated the time we got to spend here together. Um, yeah, thanks so Likewise. much for all Likewise. that you've uh, shared with the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. You too, Steve. It was, we it was amazing the to be on. Yeah. yeah. You, you pulled some good information out of us, man. I, we're, you know, so we've, we've been a guest on a, a couple podcasts, but you know, some of the answers that we're given today, I think are, are pretty darn valuable. And we've got to credit that to you to ask the right questions. So we appreciate that. I just really love when somebody sees something, gets passionate about it, and builds, shares, develops, whatever that might be, that thing with the world. There is something, I just know it, just as sure as you're still listening, there is something that you've got in your belly, if you haven't already brought it out into the world, that is something that other people need. And what you need to do is you need to share it with the world. You have trips, trips, <laughs> you have tricks and tips that will allow people to save themselves from problems that you've been through. You have a message that needs to be shared with the world. You have something within you that is incredible and powerful. The question is, are you sharing that powerful piece of you with the world? Um, are you hiding your talent under a bushel? Or are you shining your light for the world? I mean, as I tell you every week, you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose and the world needs you. I just really wanna see you share your message with the world, share yourself with the world, be that person that only you can be, out shiny, bright, wonderful, brilliant into the world. I really hope that you are sharing who you are, that you're out online, that you're shining your brilliance, and that you are known. And I really do hope that you either have written your book, or if you haven't, that we can get together and we can get your book out there into the world. So glad we got a chance to spend some time together. I look forward to talking to you again the next time. And until then, I hope that you will live as a thriving entrepreneur. Until next time, have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time.
You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.